Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week is the last week of the year 5780. We're approaching Rosh Hashanah and as the, new, as the old year leaves us and the new year comes, eh, I want to share with you some thoughts on, on how to approach this Rosh Hashanah. Many people are not going to be going to synagogue, they're not going to be um, following a minion, uh, they're going to be home. It's a very hard time, it's not the usual Rosh Hashanah that we're used to. And I want to leave you with an insight, something to take with you on this Rosh Hashanah. So we know that on Rosh Hashanah, there's three very important things that happen. The, the most important thing on Rosh Hashanah is that we're coronating the king. We're, um, we're signing a new contract with Hashem that he's our king. We're coronating him and he's signing a new lease for us for the whole year. It's judgment day. It's a serious day. It's a, it's a day in which up there they're opening all our books, they're looking at us, they're looking at how our year went, how we went with it, and um, they're writing down decrees for the rest of the year. So it's a very scary day, really, if you think about it, it's a scary day. It's also the birthday of humanity, it's the birthday of man. On Rosh Hashanah, Hashem created man, He created Adam. And this is to, to teach us that the whole world was created for us. The whole purpose of existence is humanity, is us. is to come into this world and make it a dwelling place for Hashem. Hashem created a beautiful world so we can come down here and we can re reveal the presence of Hashem in this world. So Rosh Hashanah really is the birthday of humanity. It's the day in which we acknowledge that Hashem is the supreme king over all the world. Uh, most of us have experienced this this year with the coronavirus, the crown. Uh, it has made us realize that there is a God, that there is someone that runs the show, and that there's invisible things that we don't, we don't have access to, that we don't see, that we don't feel, that we don't smell, but nevertheless, they're there. So, so many people have such a problem believing in Hashem because it's such a, uh, like a non-tangible existence that they really even doubt of His existence. But not necessarily because you don't see it and you don't smell it and you don't feel it, it doesn't mean it's not there. So, uh, the Avner Nasser, who was the first Shahat Hover Rebbe, uh, his name was Abraham Bornstein, he lived in the mid-19th century. He said that, why do we eat honey? He gave this beautiful word. Why do we eat honey on Rosh Hashanah? What's this whole thing with honey, that we dip the apples in the honey, and we put honey on our food, and on our salads, and honey cake, and honey, honey everywhere. What's the thing with honey? And so he explains that honey comes from an animal, the bee, an insect that is not a kosher uh, animal. It's not something that we can eat. It's not something edible for, for a Jew, like the, 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 the bee is an insect. It's a no-no for us. And it's the only animal can, that gives us something that is kosher. That honey is kosher, but it doesn't come from a kosher source. 
Also, the bee is distinguished because the bee is an, is an insect that bites, he, he bites very hard, he stings you, and it's very painful. And when a person looks at a bee, the only thing he wants to do is run away and be far away from the bee because he knows that if the bee stings him, he's going to experience a lot of pain. And so why, why in the world do we use honey on Rosh Hashanah when we're asking Hashem to give us a sweet year? Why, what is the symbolism behind the honey? Why, didn't we use, why don't we use sugar or marshmallows or maple syrup or anything that is not honey? What's the, what's the meaning of this? So the Avner Nasser explains that this is to teach us that the pain of the bee, the pain of the sting of the bee, will become the sweetness of the future. Yes, this year has been a tough year. It's been a very rough year for all of us. Some more, some, some less, but nevertheless, our whole, whole lives changed. They went upside down. Whatever we thought it was normal is not normal anymore. We've been stuck at home for many, many months. Many children are not going to school. Many people are not going to their businesses. They're stuck at home. It's been a, a, it's been a, a, a tremendous year of, of growth and opportunity and development, but nevertheless, it has been a hard year. So this is the message of the, of the bee and the honey that you see a year like this year, which is transformative in every sense of the way, in which people are uh, isolated from their loved ones, from their friends, but nevertheless, sometimes they're more connected with them than what they used to be before through the Zoom calls and the, and the FaceTimes and, and people doing special things for them. And yes, maybe many people have been struggling with their Parnassa, with their money, but they find, they're finding new creative ways in which to be able to earn a living. So in pain, it's encapsulated the, 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 the growth opportunity. That's where it's tapped into. So Rosh Hashanah, apart from being a day of judgment, apart from being the day that we crown our king, and the day in which we reaffirm and we, 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 we re-sign that pact with Hashem and we connect to our purpose and meaning in our lives, it is a day in which we have the power and this is what I want to give you this year. This is the concept I want to give you. This is what you have to go into Rosh Hashanah and come and emerge from it. Is that on Rosh Hashanah, we have the power to transform darkness into light. This is what Rosh Hashanah really is. The, the strength, the, the, the soul of Rosh Hashanah. And on Rosh Hashanah is the... Is, as I said, is a day in which we remember why we are here. And this is so important. So imagine that Hashem puts a soul in a body. He, this soul has to come down into this world. Hashem puts him into a body and he gives him life and he gives him every attribute that he has, all the qualities, everything that he's going to need to be able to fulfill his purpose in this world. Hashem invests in us. He's, it, we're an, invest, in, an investment for him. 
and in this way we come down here and the purpose for our creation is to be lamp lighters to bring light into the world this world this world in which we live this is a world of asia of action is a world of action it's a very dense dark world it's very dark hashem made it that way so we can choose to be connected to him so we can have the the the, the, the gift the merit to be able to light it up with more with torah and mitzvot and kindness and love and kindness this is why he made it like that because if the whole world would be bright and sunny and everything would be fine then you would not find kindness love goodness in the world if everything is good there's no good so he gives that to us he gives us that opportunity for so we can come here and we can transform the darkness of the world into bright light so so we see here that even more it is upon us to sweeten the hardships the troubles uh, that come into the world this is our job our job is to sweeten the world to be sweet to be helpful to be grateful to give a, a, a helping hand to somebody that is in need this is the little things that we think they're so little but in reality this is the threat of our lives this is why we're here it says that sometimes um, the Baal Shem Tov used to say that sometimes a, a person comes to this world to live for 80 years only to come and, and, and do a favor for, to somebody else. So imagine if we fill our lives with kindness and love and compassion, we are inundating the world with light. And so we transform the attribute of severity of judgment which is the attribute that is, um, is more palpable on Rosh Hashanah, which is the this attribute in which we're being judged, to the attribute of compassion. And if we see Rosh Hashanah, we say, Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king. Yes, we're coronating the, the king. We're, we're putting that crown on top of Hashem again. But at the same time, that king that we're coronating, he's our father. And a father, loves his child and he loves each one of us like if we were his only child imagine so we transform this this darkness uh, to life by revealing god's light when we come into the world and we're learning torah we're doing mitzvot we're filling the world with with love and kindness what we're doing is is that we're drawing down the revelation of hashem into this world and we're sweetening all the harshness of the world so all of this slowly but surely infuses in us the nullification of our separate self-consciousness so what happens when god created the world he contracted himself in such a way but that by the time he came to this world there was no light at all he contracted he made himself so small so contracted that a person can come to this world and even doubt if god exists so he gave us this huge gift of free will this is the only way in which we are free to choose if we're gonna be good or we're gonna be evil if we're gonna do acts of kindness or we're not gonna not be nice to people this is the only way that we can we can really choose to be who we are so so we see here that the that this nullification of our separate consciousness what it means is that when he created the world since he contracted himself in such a way 
we don't see ourselves as a whole. We see each, each one of us as an independent person. Each person is their own. I'm Margie, you're you, this is my house, that's your house, this is my table, my chairs, this is my domain, right? And then you see yourself as you, yourself, your personality, I'm this, I'm a doctor, I'm that. But in reality, in the upper realms, high, high up there, where the essence of Hashem is to its fullest, there's no separation of anything. Everything is God. So at one point we have an existence. He created an existence. This is a creation of Hashem. We exist because he, this is what He willed. But at a certain point, we don't exist. We're one and the same. Hashem, you and me, we're one and the same. So when we say love your fellow like yourself, what it really means is that when we tap, tap into the oneness of God in each person, then we can love them like we love ourselves. Because that spark of God that is within him is the same spark of God that is within you. And that's the way in which we can come to love each other and have compassion towards each other. You know, we are very compassionate with ourselves and we're very hard to judge other people. Hashem gave us two eyes, a right and a left. The right eye is hesed, is kindness. The left eye is gevura, which is severity and judgment. The right eye we use for ourselves and the left eye we, we, we use to look at other people. But in reality, Hashem gave them to us to look at it in the, 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 the different way. The left eye should be used for us, that we are look within ourselves and we're always trying to refine ourselves and be better that's why we judge ourselves and then the right eye which is kindness love and kindness should be used to look at other people always give them the benefit of the doubt and 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 and, and just feel for them the way they feel for themselves so how do we sweeten the hardships of life how do we make our year a sweet year you know pain is pain the world is full of it, it there's no escaping it we're, we're in a journey it, the pain has a purpose it has meaning but we don't want it to be hard we want it to be sweet and how can we work on ourselves to sweeten these severe judgments what is the the secret to bring the, the severity, the judgment, in a sweet way. And so there's two ways in which we can do this. One way is when we take the, the, the problem, the, the, the punishment, as you, we call it, but it's not really a punishment, or the severity in your life, um, the sure, how they call it in, in Yiddish, and you take this and you look at the root of why this thing is happening to you. So you look inwardly, you look at yourself, you look what I have been doing, how I've been treating people, or maybe it's a character flaw that I have, what's going on with me, what do I have to change, what do I have to work on myself. And in that way, when we do Teshuvah and we correct ourselves, the severity of the hardship or the hardship itself will disappear because it's not needed anymore. It's no need for it anymore. It's only there to help you become the best person you can become. So if you already became that person that Hashem is tapping into, He's trying to bring that potential into the world, then that severity, that 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 um, that. Uh, 
that harshness that comes from heaven really disappears because it's not needed anymore. You're, you don't need that anymore. It's not applicable to you. That's why when a person has a hardship and they call a rabbi and they say, Rabbi, please help me. What can I do? I have this problem. And the rabbi says, you know what? Uh, do you keep Shabbat? Do you keep kosher? Keep something, do something, change something about you. And people get upset about this. They get upset. They don't want to change. They don't want to move themselves. They don't want to inconvenience themselves. But if nothing changes, nothing changes. You have to change something in order for these decrees to change. And then there's, um, there's a second way of doing it, which is really the preferable way. Uh, this is what the, the, the rabbis of the Talmud said was the best uh, possible way to sweeten hardships. And that is that um, we become compassionate people. We tap into compassion. So what is compassion? Compassion means that you feel for the other person as if you're the other person. You're not judging them. You're not thinking, oh, if I was that person, I wouldn't be doing this. Or how can it be that this person did this? How could they say this? How could they do that? Instead of doing that, you would, you would say, you know what? If maybe I would in, be in that person's shoes, if I would be that person, if I would act in a better way who knows if I would be a better person I don't know if I would be better than that person I have no idea and we will never know because as hard as we try we will never be in someone else's shoes it's impossible you have to, to trace it back to the moment they were born and see who the parents were and how they grew up in their house and what insecurities they have and what traumas they have and the personality and character traits and all these things to be able to tap in that, into that person's way of thinking and way of feeling. We will never be able to feel or think like someone else, but we can tap into, 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 into that consciousness that if maybe I would be put in the same situation as that, as that person and I would have the same uh, makeup and everything that that person has, maybe me, I wouldn't be uh, able to survive that. Maybe I wouldn't be able to do a better job than, than, than that person. And that is compassion. And that is what this world needs the most. Compassion, compassion. So there is a Kabbalistic concept of the feminine waters and the masculine waters in which the water in the world, it evaporates, it goes up, it becomes a cloud and then it condenses and then the rain comes down to the world. So whatever comes from this world and goes up, that's what we receive down into this world. So you get what you give. This is, this is simple as that. If you're a kind person, you're a, a loving person, you're always looking who you can help, you give a smile to people in the street, you're, you're not judging people, you're, 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 if, if something happens in front of your eyes, you, you think, okay, is it for me to learn something or for me to help somebody? But you're not judgmental, you're not judging, you're tapping into compassion. This is what you're gonna get back for you. And that's what it means to sweeten the decrease. 
we are all gonna be standing on Rosh Hashanah either in your house or in the shul wherever you are we can run but we cannot hide we're all gonna be there on Rosh Hashanah we we don't uh, afflict ourselves from our sins it's not a day to do that because they're judging us we don't want to awaken the Satan and bring more more fire to the to the wood we don't want to bring more so it's a day in which we really the only thing we do is pray for all our needs pray for peace in the world pray for good health pray for people who need babies for them to have babies for people who are sick to get healed it, we tap into this compassion in this love of others and ourselves so everything that is decreed up in heaven will come down like a like a mist not like a hard rain not like hail but like a sweet mist and in that way you're gonna be carried throughout the year everything that's gonna come that is decreed is gonna be sugar-coated for you and sometimes even decrees that are given to us they're not even felt because they're so sweet they come in such a sweet way that we don't even feel it so the the, the harshness that comes from from heaven the gevura the strictness, the judgment that comes from God really comes from a place, from a very lofty place where there's no severity there. It's only goodness. There's no such thing as severity, gevura. It's only love and kindness. So this love and kindness is like a father when he's educating his kid and sometimes he has to 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 you know tell him you know what you cannot use your phone for a week because you did this and he's uh, educating his kid and sometimes it's harsh but in reality it comes from a loving place it comes from a place of caring of loving of wanting the best for the other person the father really wants the best for his son and sometimes he has to bring this severity into their relationship in order to build him up to be the best person he can be but in truth it comes from the best place the, 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 the best interest at heart of that father so this severity that comes to this world in reality is exaggerated kindness that comes into this world and once it comes down here it becomes gevura but that gevura that strictness that judgment in reality is a great great love of God for you you know people who have an easy life and nothing happens to them in reality Hashem doesn't love them very much I don't know he has nothing to you know like keep away from me you know like but when a person has to go through hardships and I I'm sure everybody goes through them uh, to one level or to another but everybody goes through hardships in reality is Hashem telling you my son my daughter I love you I believe in you I know you can do better than this I know that you have such a potential inside of you I don't want you to waste it in your life and I really want you to bring it out into the world and this is what it is it's an, an, an immense love for us but we feel it like it's a punishment like it's a, Hashem is taking us with a bat and he's hitting us but in reality that's not the intention of what's happening to us so so the second method is really connected to the two greatest tzaddik, tzaddikim of, 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 of our history one is Moshe Rabbeinu the other one is Moshiach when he comes and these tzaddikim have a special spark to be able to sweeten the harsh judgments of the world we ourselves have within ourselves a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu and we have the ability to redeem the world we have that power 
we can redeem the world with love and kindness and compassion and looking at other people with kind eyes and good heart and um, and just you know if there's people who are not nice and they're they, they, they harm you whatever okay stay away from them but you know what when people are like that it's because they're hurting a lot nobody hurts somebody if they're not hurting and when we come to that place of compassion forgiveness we see you know that person is hurting that's why he hurts me okay you don't have to be their best friend but at least you're not judging them and in your heart you're gonna be free from 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 hatred from bad feelings from aggravations you're gonna be free from that you're gonna have a clean heart clean mind clean body clean clean love for the world so uh, this is the idea that I want to give to you and that our role in our lives is not to fix the world like we have to fix the world with love not with Gebura that's not our job that's not why we're here our job is the other way around is to bring love and kindness and light to the world and to do Tikkun Olam to perfect that little piece of the, of the world that Hashem has given to us and I see it with my own eyes that love cures the world this is the way to do, go love cures the world hatred doesn't cure anything it just creates a worse situation and the more hatred the more severity the more judgment the more entitlement the more all this that's what what a person gets back this is it's it's a reflection everything is a mirror image of you so if you are receiving love and kindness it's because you are love and kindness and if in your life uh, you're, this is not the case then look within yourself and see how you can transform the way you approach people you look at people you look at yourself because it has to start with you and once you start looking at people with beautiful eyes and, uh, and acknowledging their godliness their godly spark within then the whole world will be sweetened for you and so so the Shema Israel to finish off Shema Israel Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad which is the quintessential prayer of the Jewish people means listen Israel the infinite God Yudke Bavkai de Havaya which is up there and is infinite and unreachable is the same Elokeinu is the same Elokeinu who is that God that is disguised in nature we think that this is a global warming, this is a virus, this is a whatever someone stole from me. It is everything comes from God. Everything comes from the God. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad is one. And that's what the world has to come to realize that Hashem is one. Everything is God. Once people start pointing to the king, all severity of this world will disappear and will enter a new age in which there will be peace love and kindness where there will be no evil anymore no more sickness no no more poor people no more suffering it will end it's only a a, a, a twist in the way that you look at the world and at god and your relationship with him so so my blessing to you my dear friends uh, is that that you will be able in the new year to come to open your hearts to open your eyes 
to reveal sweetness, to bring reveal sweetness into the world, that any pain, aggravations, anything that looked bad in your life that happened this year, all the suffering you have experienced will turn head over heels into an amazing new year, that it should be a year of, of good health and joy and peace and love and tranquility and tons of Torah learning and tons of mitzvot that the, all the compassion that you give to the world Hashem should give it back to you in many many ways and, uh, and that uh, everything is transformed into a big party into a simha that we'll be able to hug each other again and go and dance in our joys and be able to go out and have coffee with friends and hug our, our parents that the whole world around us will be transformed into a place of love and kindness and, um, and excitement, and excitement for being alive and being able to fulfill the purpose for which we were created. So Shana Tova Umetuka, it should be a, a, a good and sweet year, as the honey says. That's why we say good and sweet, because the pain has to be transformed into goodness and sweetness. And a Gemar Hatimatova, you should be inscribed in the book of long life with good health and joy. So thank you, my friends. Thank you for this wonderful year. And we'll see each other next, next week in the new year. And, uh, and live a little higher. Thank you.